0: You're listening to the Dune Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Semenuk. My personal journey of self-discovery led me to realize the innate wisdom and healing potential that lives within all of us. After working in the corporate world for 15 years, I now support others by sharing human design as a tool to help people reconnect with their true authentic selves. Join me and my inspiring guests as we discuss fascinating topics related to health, wellness, spirituality, and entrepreneurship. Enjoy. Welcome. Thanks for being here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, thank you. Um, to start, do you want to introduce yourself and share a little bit about your story? About yeah. Her.
1: So, my name's Alisa and I've been in the entrepreneurial space for seven or eight years now. But if I'm being honest, like I always had things on the side. Like, I, I, in my life, I felt like I checked the boxes. I was like, this is what you got to do. You got to go to school, graduate, go travel, go to university, then get a job. And I did all the things, right? And and in that corporate world, I was like, okay, now what? You know, I and while I was working there, at one point, like I was doing spray tans. And I sold jewelry, like a lot of random things on the side. Because I just was never fully fulfilled, I think, um, with what I was like. At my, I was scheduling rail cars and doing contracts you know, not the most thrilling work, but like, I really loved everybody worked with, and it was fun industry, lots to learn. Um, but that is where I met my business partner at the time. And I had seen an Instagram post about a juice cleanse, somebody in Vancouver, and it wasn't in Calgary yet. And that's why, I don't know why I was like, Oh, we, I could do this. Like, let's start a juice shop. Like I was crazy. Uh, I, I really don't feel like, it's like the naivety of not knowing what I was getting into is the reason I got into all of it. Like I would have never pushed it as far as I went. If I was super aware of like the risks that come along, like the chances of having a successful business and all these things. And sometimes I wish I still had that, that blind, you know, passion just to city, yeah. yeah. Just like flew by the seat of my pants, which, you know, mm-hmm. everything is 2020 in hindsight, but that's where I started. And it was really very much bootstrapped. It was like, let's see what we can do for like, not, we don't need to have a lot of money or any big investors. And so we, that's where I really started learning the online biz because, you know, I didn't want to pay somebody to do a logo or build a website for me. So I learned how to do it all. We did online orders. We juiced and delivered on Sundays. And then I'd go back to work. Like it was crazy. Like I'd go to Superstore and have like,
0: exhausting,
1: like huge grocery carts of food like people always would joke be like oh you feed in a family of 20 I'm like kind of like <laughs> you, know, you know dad jokes but so we did that for a long long couple of years and it was a grind like it was the I and I for sure had blinders on where it was like we are a juice shop we are this type of juice shop and this is what we were going to do and like I said I kind of blindly went went through with world like we're gonna have a store and it was amazing because we did all those things did happen we got the stores we got a lot of really good contracts um but unfortunately just business like juice costs kept going up um and you can only charge so much for a bottle of juice right and and in that business we ended up closing in december of 2019 which was also very weird because it was right before COVID hit so by the time we closed, we had already sold our equipment, gotten out of our lease. And like we had already done all these things that by the time COVID came around, we we're like, wow, we kind of just dodged a huge bullet. You know, we didn't have to deal with any of that stuff. Although like as, as sad as it was to close the store and, and yeah. having all those feelings of like, you're a failure, you didn't do good enough. You didn't work or try hard enough. Yeah. None of that is true. But that's what we had to kind of work through. But um, yeah, we... We, it was a lot of fun, and I learned a lot of what I I didn't like doing, right? Totally. Like I went into yeah. it with like this is what I want, and then you get there, you're like, this isn't actually what I want.
0: It's so funny. So I had an online wellness store yes. where I sold um, sold products, and it's so funny looking back at it now because it was a great project. There were so many lessons, taught me how to build a website, made some amazing. I think that's how I met you. Mm-hmm. Made some amazing relationships, but looking back at it, like my two. Biggest, I guess, quote weaknesses are admin and logistics, and I created this whole business around admin and logistics. Yeah, right. (laughs) So I think, yeah, especially your first business really shows you like what you don't like, where your gaps are, and where you want to focus.
1: Yeah, hundred. It's okay to
0: shift it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like because I, I, yeah, we had the shop, and that was what I really wanted. And then I realized, I'm like, I don't want to manage staff. Like this is. I, this is a nightmare for me. I, I can't, I want to be friends. You know, I want to be friendly and I can't be that like boss that, you know, it was, yeah, it was not, i not ideal at all. So yeah, we ended up closing. Um, and, and then the fallout of the business closing was like the hardest emotionally, mm. emotional thing I think I've ever gone through. Right. You, you, especially when you, like, I left my job downtown and you get all that, like, oh, you're going to quit your job. Like, why would you leave? the secure job and, you know, the paycheck and all these things. And I, I felt like I had failed and that like, you know, oh, everybody was right. I should have just stayed at my Um, job. Right. you need just do this up and down every day. And so it was interesting though, because I, I don't know what triggered in my head. I spent a lot of time, like I got into the digital marketing world from that Mm -hmm. pretty quick. Like I transitioned pretty quick and I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I, I know that i I like building websites. I know that I like doing social media and emails and the online marketing world. So I think I can just contract myself out. And I think that's one of the biggest things when you start your own business is you have to keep changing as you go. Mm-hmm. and and just because somebody says no here doesn't mean you can find a yes somewhere else. You know right. you have to you have to keep pushing forward. And I think you build this confidence of problem solving. It's right. I think it's Marie Ferlio says, like, it's all figure outable. And I think a lot of people just stop at the first no. And it's like, well, we can figure this out next. And you get really good at problem solving because that's kind of just what business is. You know, we did it this way. It didn't work. Let's try it this way. Maybe that'll work. But you don't stop.
0: And, yeah. And I think a lot of people get really overwhelmed with like, this is where I want to be. But that's 10 steps away. Mm-hmm. So it's just like thinking about what the next one is, like these little tiny steps that you take add up so much over time.
1: Yeah, I think it's important to have a goal or an idea of where you want to be. And I just mm-hmm. learned with human design, which was really cool. Like, obviously, working with you is that the way you manifest. So you know, because some people say don't get really specific in your manifestation. Yeah. For others, you really need to. Yeah. Which I thought was so cool because I. I always would envision things even with the juice shop. It was like it's going to look like this, the walls are going to be this color and that's how everything came to be. But then, you know, you get conflicting information where people are like don't hold tight onto things or, you know, get too specific. Mm-hmm. But I so I do think it's important to have that goal out there. But yeah, mm-hmm. you really don't worry about how you're going to get there. Just worry about kind of the first few steps to get going because the path yeah. will really change too.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and just roll with it and enjoy enjoy the ride.
1: Yeah. It really is. I know it sounds so cliche, but it's not about the destination. It really is about the journey. And if you're not enjoying the whole pro, like for me, my favorite day-to-day is when I create and I do like posts or blogs or sit down and teach courses and classes with people, I get so fired up and so excited. And it's like, if I was just focused on hitting this monetary goal for that month, Mm -hmm. you know, what's the joy in that? Like, I don't know.
0: But I really find that when you're doing what fires you up and you're, you're following that the money comes in. It does. If if you're worried about finding the money, it's harder. Whereas when you're just like, I'm going to create and have fun. And I heard something earlier this week and it was like, um, the more fun I have, the more money I make. Oh Yeah. And I'm really, really feeling that. And that's kind of my mantra is like, the more I create, the more fun I have, the more success I see. And it's totally, it's working.
1: Yeah. It is bizarre how Mm -hmm. the months where I sit and I, you know, calculate out like, okay, well, if I get this many clients, then I'll make this much a month. Like then the month ends. And you're like, Oh, I didn't hit my goal in this weird man made time slot that I thought, you know, (laughs) from the first to the 30th is this only time it can happen. And then, what, so I started doing digital marketing and then unfortunately found a lump in my breast and ended up having breast cancer after uh, the first year of being in business. And I, you know, I came out of December and I was like, January is going to be my year. Like this year we're going to crash it. And like had a lot of momentum behind me. And then I was like, well, you need to slow down. You got to stop. And in the weirdest way, like it was great. Like I said, I had done all this mental work of getting over closing my business and not attaching my worth to that. And so when when the diagnosis came, I I felt like I had done a lot of the mental legwork to mm-hmm. push through it. Like, again, we'll figure this out step-by-step. Step. Um, it was weird how a lot, like, a lot of the, the lessons were the same as business, um, but in the best of ways, I felt like it forced me to slow down because by December I had reached my monetary goals but I was like a chicken with my head cut off. I was like doing everything I could like, oh, you need a graphic here, I'll do that. You need a logo, sure, you need a website, you need, like I was doing everything that I could. And I got there money-wise, but I was like a little bit of a monster. Tired, like feeling burnt out. And then the diagnosis came around and it was, I was almost like, sweet, I can just do the, like, it was like I needed this excuse to like cancel clients all of a sudden. And I could just, I was like, now I have time where I can just do the work I want. And then over the time, it's great. Treatment worked really well. Surgery worked really well. And I'm in remission now, but it like created this space where it was like, I'm just going to do what I want because nobody has any expectations of me. It was really bizarre that it took something like that for me to step back and say, oh, I'm going to do what I want to do. And so then I started just to create and I got all this, like you said, this really wonderful momentum of just playing, being playful and joyful in my work. And things really just started to take off, which was crazy. Cause everybody be like, in the middle of treatment, you're you're on, you're still working. I was like, yeah, but I love it. Right. Like I think I rebranded, I came up with a membership and made a bunch of courses and it was all really successful. And it's like because I didn't, I wasn't attached to any outcome.
0: Wow. I'm so yeah. glad that you're doing well now. Thank you. And there's <laughs> so much that has come out of this experience. Yeah. So So how have you shifted and what are you working on now?
1: Yeah, I came in digital marketing. Then I was like, websites, websites are going to be my thing. And after a couple months, I was like, I don't know if I really like doing websites. I don't like how long the projects are. And then it's just like done and you hand it off. Um, Then I got, I launched, like I said, a membership. And it was a low, like a low ticket item. Like it was, I think it's $47 a month. And then I felt like I'm not making enough impact. Like people are signing up and they're not using it. Right. And I was like, nobody's winning here. Right? It's like people keep paying for the membership, but if they're not really using it or getting anything out of it, then that that's not, you know, really mm-hmm. what I want. Then I got really into one on one coaching. um and I liked it, but I also didn't like the feeling of being super responsible for somebody, the success of somebody's business, you know, it's like I can only I can't do it for you, but if you're not doing the things I want you to do, we're not gonna get anywhere. <laughs> so <it's, laughs> I went from one end of, you know, really passively not being involved in people's business to being like really engulfed in people's businesses. And so now I feel like I've, I've kind of hit this stride where it's a hybrid model of the two, because I think like, I, I really looked into like, how do I like to work? Mm -hmm. I like, I like taking courses that I can do pick up when I want and like pick and choose what I need. But I also really like somebody in a live setting, getting me fired up, um, with what I wanna do. And and also, like I said, learning through all this is sharing that people need to let go of all these things we thought we should do. And I had a huge moment of clarity when we sat down, you know, and you, you said, you probably feel like with your human design that you jump from tasks like project to project and, you know, that's a bad thing. And I always felt that, right? Like, I think that's why the juice shop stayed open for as long as it did, because I was afraid that I was going to be giving up too soon or like chasing the next shiny object. But when you're like, that's actually, that's good. Like you need to- It's part of your gift. Yeah, it's part of your gift. And and with so many things you cover, it like blew my mind to be like, no, lay into this. Like this is, work with what you're given essentially, you know, Mm. work with what feels right for you because that, yeah. Why else do we do it, I guess?
0: Yeah, and I think too, So as manifesting generator, like you are here to show the rest of us that we don't need to follow a prescriptive path to find success. And the path can look so different for everybody. And every time you touch something new, you're going to learn something and level up. And then you're going to teach the rest of us. So Mm -hmm. you're an exceptionally quick learner. And all of these different projects are like leading you to the next level, um, which is so cool. And I think a lot of us get stuck in like, I can't change my business because this is what people think of me, or this is part of my identity, or this is what I've always done. Um, and really like, if you don't love doing it anymore, then shift into something else. And I think your people find you and they can feel when you are so fired up about what you're doing. And those are the people for me, those are the people that I want to work with. Anyway, the people that are so pumped instead of telling yeah. them what I think they want to hear.
1: Yeah. I, that's been like a huge thing. That I feel like I've really focused on the last little bit is, is doing what I love because it translates. And then when I again, when I first started, juice, because that was so intrinsic in my business, it was I was so focused on my values. Where you know we'd talk with competitors and they'd be like, "Well, who does your marketing? Well, who does this?" And I'm like, "We do it all. Like, there's no undone seam. Everything kind of comes together, and people can feel that. And and you attract what you put out there instead of changing your offer to. Meet the meet the people. Like you want the people to change to come to you at wherever mm-hmm. you're at, right? Totally. And, and that's even with like how much you charge. Like I kind of harp a lot on that. I love it. Let's talk <laughs> about that. <laughs> you know, I because I struggled with it. Like I I don't I'm not a salesy person, and that's one thing I took away was I'm not a salesy person. So why? Like I don't need to, you don't need to do sale calls. You don't need to do cold DMs. Like these things business gurus tell us to do. I'm like no. They don't
0: feel don't good like,
1: either. If it doesn't feel good, don't do it. Some people are really good at that and they're comfortable doing it. Like yes. have at her. But for me, it's like, I like to put things online. I share them in my stories and I'll make, you know, posts. Like I, I will, it's there. People need, that's the other thing though. Don't take this as, don't share what you offer. You need to share so people know how to work with you. You need to make it easy for them, but you can do it passively. Like I'm, I leave the link up. If you want it, great. If you don't, I'm not here to talk you into it because right. I don't like to operate that way. And I'm not going to give discounts. It's the same thing. It's that energetically, if you are putting out, this is what I'm worth. And you drop to somebody else's level because they're not ready or it's too much or, you know, whatever reasons they have, it's not going to go well for anybody.
0: I agree. in human design. Um, this is really related to the ego center. So ego center is willpower, motivation, and self-confidence. So if you've got an open ego in the highest expression, you really are confident, you value yourself, you have nothing to prove. In the lower expression, you're constantly discounting yourself so that other people see your value. And I think this is something that so many creatives struggle with because it's like we're conditioned to believe that we can't do something we love and make a, make a freaking awesome living doing it. Yeah. So I, I love so much about what you're putting out there about like your service is valuable, your time is valuable, the information you're sharing could be life changing for someone. So you need to value your services properly and need to be compensated for that. Yeah,
1: yeah, it yeah it it, it sounds simple because it is, and we complicate it with all these stories we start to yeah. tell ourselves, right? Yeah. Maybe they can't afford it, or maybe it's too much, or and it, it's like no, get rid of get get that you got to get that out of your head you, because it, you go, you want to keep doing the work. I have my cousin's an amazing photographer and she doesn't do it as work anymore, but she would, she was always so concerned because she hadn't been like a professional photographer.
0: And mm-hmm. I said, you have
1: a style you, everybody can see your photos. I was like, mm-hmm. put out a price list. Then people know what your price is. I was like, the problem is if you don't charge enough and then you go back to edit like 300 photos, you're going to get burnt out and you're not going to enjoy
0: it anymore. Right. And feel yeah. like resentment or that people are taking yeah, the resent- you, yeah. And yeah. it's hard to create from that place too. Oh, like, yeah. I feel like that's a huge block when you're tired and resentful. Um, you feel like people don't appreciate you. You, you don't have any creative energy there either.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You go ahead.
0: Oh, sorry. Um, I I'm just so pumped up now. Um, I think that there's definitely a line where you want to make sure you're in line with what the industry charges. You know, yeah. you don't want to be like out to lunch, charging crazy rates that yeah. uh, don't make sense. But I also think you really have to value your time and your expertise and the people that want to work with you will, will pay yeah. it.
1: Yeah. That's just it. And and there's options if people don't want to pay it. Like you, you can create offers in your business too for, you know, entry level stuff. That's why like I run my monthly masterclasses and I do an early repricing. That's literally half the price, you know, so people jump on them early. Great. And then I'll have bigger like coaching programs where it's a little bit more intimate, more of my like one-on-one time. Mm -hmm. It's going to cost more, but so I have different levels or even like signing up for a newsletter or a podcast. It's like, you can still provide a ton of value for people in other ways that Mm -hmm. they can, that you can meet them at where they're ready to like join in.
0: Yeah. And if people want your eyes on their business, um, it's a little bit of an enhancement, like it's the next I
1: think the biggest thing people need to remember, especially with like you're saying, shifting your business, what you're going to charge is it sounds harsh, but people are selfish and they care about themselves. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you're worried to uh, showing up a different way or putting out a new offer or like leaning into what feels good for you, go for it because most people aren't paying that close attention (laughs) or they see it and then they forget about it. And I think as long as you stay within that, that realm of what your core values are, yeah. you know, mine have always been. Mine have always been about um, showing like my real life mom craziness with my kids because that's part of my life. Uh, my big pillar obviously is education, so it's like teaching people in a real, easy digestible way to learn, and then well being, you know, wellness, mm-hmm. you know, from from setting boundaries, charging what you're worth those pillars always stay the same. Those, those core values, but mm-hmm. my offers have changed drastically and nobody's really bad. Nobody's like, what is, what is she do? like? Maybe if I started, I don't even know what I could do. That would be really weird. It would have to be really an unaligned. Like if I was like, started a, I don't know, I can't even, like a <laughs> something that's not like smoking cigarettes and crushing energy drinks, <laughs> you know, like club, like yeah. that weird but outside of that like there's a lot like even if I started like getting into like gardening like even in a weird way that probably would still somehow align with my business so you know
0: yeah just I agree follow your bliss and um you know yeah your people will find you totally your
1: will definitely find you
0: yeah um, I love so much too that you share your experience in being a mother and a business owner and what that looks like, because I think there's so many women out there too who have this desire to start a business but are overwhelmed or think they have to choose between being a like a oh, yes. present mother and like a badass business woman. Yeah.
1: yeah, it is. That's that's a that is a tough one. Again, in a weird way, motherhood and entrepreneurship are very similar, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just because it was my first baby, I always say. Cause yeah. you, you build it, you create it, you know, every part of it, uh, and, and you care about its success. There's so many, again, you have to figure things out and it changes just like you have this baby and it continues to change and you have to adapt to, you know, meet the needs. Um, <laughs> it's, and I had both my girls while having the juice shop, which was kind of crazy. Um, it, it's tough. I feel like it's those mental, again, the stories we tell ourselves, you know, mm-hmm no matter what, if you have to just mentally decide if you're coming, if you're doing it from a lot in a line place, like I love my work so much. Mm-hmm. So I sent my kids to daycare because I know when they're home, I can be on with them. Mm-hmm. The, the mo- I will say the heart, the hardest years were when both my girls were like under two and a half and they were home with me and trying to work and mom at the same time mm-hmm. was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. You really, you do like, you can have it all. You can do both. Sure. But like, you need to set up some boundaries and mm-hmm. you know, like it was like when I'm working, I'm working. And if you, with your partner, set those up, put them in the calendar, like meeting, and have open conversations. say, "Hey, I need these four hours to get this stuff done. Is that good with you?" That was a great thing. My husband was very supportive, and he'd be like, yep, yeah, you go do what you got to do," and then I'd be on. And if anything, it it taught me before I had kids, I would just work, 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 because there was not yeah. there's nothing that really you know, do away from me. Yeah. yeah, and it forced me to slow down. And now being seven or eight years out. Like I see other people who I work with and they work all the time and it's weekends and it's emails. And I'm like, if you really love doing that, that's great. But like I said, we were saying this summer has been the best ever because I was like, no, I don't work on weekends. I went on a trip and I didn't bring my laptop. Like that was huge for me.
0: Liberating.
1: It was so liberating because I was like, there's nothing, there's no, I mean, there's nothing that would go crazy nothing I couldn't handle or manage with an email saying, Hey, I'll be back on Monday. We can manage it then. And it's because I decided to set my up, my business up this way. That's the other thing. A lot of people like, well, I couldn't do that because of X, Y reason, you know, yes, you can. I Mm -hmm. I was, I was going to say, well, with the job, with the juice shop, it was harder because we had a physical job, like place with customers. No, I could have put somebody in charge and said, you can handle this for the, weekend. call me for emergencies only, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, that was one thing having kids in a business really taught me was to set boundaries of when you're working and when you're not because as an entrepreneur as a creative it is really hard to turn your brain off yeah and uh really hard to not just always be on because I used to always think oh well, if I don't do this I might lose out on sales or you know somebody might, you know be I might miss a customer and you gotta let it go
0: that's not your people
1: yeah not your people goes back to that <laughs>
0: it's not your people so um what are your courses looked like right now uh, so let's talk yeah, about what like you're I said right now, it's yeah.
1: really fun this mat- monthly masterclass that I run that I said like right now it's on early bird price for 66 bucks and it's an hour to two hours depending how the conversation flows um okay. and it's live and if you can't come live then it's um you can get the recording and before it I used to do a lot of pre-recorded kind of step-by-step classes where this I love because it's like each month I'm creating based on like what is just, I'm just drawn to, it's not so regime and it's not, you get this, 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 and this many pages of printouts and this PDF. I've, I used to get so caught up in that. And I actually feel like it stopped me from creating because I thought it had to look perfect. And this, the text needs to look great. And this, you know, I got to record it and it's got to sound right. Where now it's a little bit more off the cuff, probably a lot more unpolished than I, historically would like things to be Mm -hmm. but the transformation in it and the way the conversation just flows like I said I get so excited and fired up after having any of these classes so yeah like I said at each month they kind of like I'll redo the ones I think I really like or I might also you know offer the pre-recordings but right now it's it's I feel like it's special because it's really in the moment and it's a conversation with people Mm -hmm. uh and people like, you can come and not talk at all. Like I do do most of the talking and teaching, um, but it, I feel like without such a rigid point form, um, a lot more comes from it, a lot more value is, is added. So I've really been enjoying that. And then I we just wrapped up a digital days of summer. Again, it's like a live container, but it's a little, you get a little bit more access to me than just watching a recording mm-hmm. you can ask questions and do that. And then I am bringing back the Digital Wellness Club in a new format because, again, I, I I like the idea of what the membership was, but I want, like I said, I want to elevate it so that people are actually getting a lot of value out of it. Mm-hmm. Somebody and who doesn't need like a full coach, like one-on-one intensive stuff, but needs some accountability. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I loved so much what you talked about a few months ago about how there's a lot of offerings out there that are kind of like a cookie cutter where it's like you sign up, you get this information, and this is how you should do it. But you really understand and appreciate how unique every business owner is and that their approach needs to be different. So I think the way you're doing it, where you're kind of just like opening it and seeing what comes up and seeing how you can help in more of a tailored approach to what people need individually, instead of just, this is the way you should do it, because that doesn't work for everyone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that I see the trend and it's not a bad thing. Like yeah. I was kind of pointing out like a lot of, and I used to do it, like a lot of how-to content, a lot of like step by step by step. And I just feel like there's so much nuanced in all of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, bringing people into these containers like this month's masterclass is on messaging. And that's kind of what this is. You know, instead of just doing a how-to, it's, well, how-to is looks really different for each person. Yeah. So how how can I teach a process, but still allow that, enough space so that someone can you know build make it in it their, their own, own. make yeah. it their own because that's the only like I've it comes to finding that success in your own business I mean I've done so many courses like learn from other people this is the step way to do it but if you don't add your spin to it it's like you're just like a google right yeah I and mean, I've always said people buy and work because they want to work with you it's not yeah. a lot of times. It's not about the price. It's not about how much education you have on a topic. It's not, a, it's people just
0: like you. That's such a good reminder too, because everybody brings their own flavor. There's yeah. thousands of people that do marketing, but you do it in a way that nobody else does.
1: Yeah. You need like to human change. design. Right. Yeah. I remember yeah. I asked you, I was like, so there's five types. So like how, like really of all the people in the world, we're all this type and you're like, but you're like, you're one in like a million or billion of your actual mapping. And that was like, that
0: you're the only person on the world. Like, yeah. like you and yeah.
1: That translate 100% to business, you know, nobody can do it the way you can do it. Say it the way you do it. And yeah, again, that's why I like doing these containers a little bit differently now, because I want to get to like, I want a lot of conversation in the chat boxes and stuff. And I want to help people on a little more finite level because otherwise i'm more about impact over i don't know what the other side of that would be i don't want to reach i don't need to reach millions of people right i'd rather get really finite on people's problems and how i can help them because that gets me excited
0: completely i think too people forget that we're not so much valued for how much we work or how much we do we're valued for the impact that we make Mm -hmm. so very like quality over quantity
1: yeah yeah and that's 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 yeah. Again, what a lot of what I'm teaching right now, cause I'm getting really deep into that idea of, can you change somebody's mind and perspective on how they do things? Right. Mm-hmm. Like even social media, there's a million guides out there of how to do social media, how to post, but it's like, can I get you to think about it a little bit differently? Can we get out of this idea of posting every day, creating trends? You know, my best content is the stuff that has taken me five minutes to make and send out, you know, and that inspires you. Yeah. And that inspires me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's such a breath of fresh air okay. and, um, yeah, I've really found for myself, the way I engage with social media is I'm trying to only share things when I'm inspired or when they've helped me. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that I get the best response. If I'm thinking, okay, I haven't said anything this week. I need to put something out there. No one sees it. It's like, energetically the universe saying um you didn't really want to do this so no one's going to read it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it is so it's so true and and that's also when you have to step back and be like hey what have I done the last week to be so uninspired to want to share mm-hmm. stuff like I should be living and breathe like actually doing what I'm trying to share with people right so where why is that missing in my day and I find it because I still take on other clients and I'm like if I'm getting too bogged down with like social media management or other client work. I'm like, that's why I haven't been on social media or I haven't been inspired is because I mm-hmm. haven't been doing what I really love doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Like
1: a good reminder.
0: Yes. Um, I guess to kind of wrap up, is there any little bits of inspiration that you want to share? Something that you've learned along the way that's been really meaningful for you? Kind of like the last tidbit.
1: Last tidbit. I think the biggest thing is is uh we're all gonna have those thoughts of I can't do it, I've charged too much, or there's somebody else that are doing it better than me. Why would I even bother trying? I say that because I have those thoughts too. And mm-hmm. I'm not telling you to uh pretend as if they're not happening because mm-hmm. they are. We all have those thoughts, but start to work on your mental game to be like, but that's okay. I can have those thoughts, I can let it go, and I'm gonna keep mm-hmm. keep going forward. And and then when I think when I even use the word consistency, it's like. I don't mean like we said post every day because you feel like you have to, but Mm. consistently moving forward and following what like excites you and that can change and that's okay. Don't be afraid to kind of step into new territory, but if if it feels right, people will intrinsically be so receptive to it and that's what you just got to keep
0: doing. Yeah. I think too, every time you shift your business, the previous part you've learned something from, and it's going to help you along the way. It's like a lesson you've learned to help yeah. grow your business.
1: I said they're that to somebody yeah. the other day. What I can't remember what they were doing, and they're like, "Oh well, well, I feel like I'm starting all over again." I'm like, "But you're not. You're not. You're not at square one." Think of all of the stuff you've learned, even if it's more of like a you maybe you made a few steps sideways and one step forward. You were never in the same place. You were never started from like ground zero,
0: ever. Right. So I love that reminder. I just think it's so cool what you're doing, how you've shifted your business. And, um, it's so inspiring just to see how much you're encouraging people to be themselves and do things in a way that works for them and just giving them the tools to do it. So I think uh, you're a breath of fresh air and it's so nice to chat with you and I continue to learn so much from you. So thank you. For- no,
1: thank you for having me you are also, I feel the same way about you. So much of what we sat down and talked about was yeah. like further enforced. I was like, oh, this is, this is the right path. And now I'm like, i like, you gotta go see Jordan. Gotta
0: go. But yeah, it's like, I probably didn't tell you anything you didn't already know about yourself. It's just giving you permission to let go of things that don't work well, for you. You
1: shifted my perspective on those things, right? Like you didn't just give me a here's your human design. And this is what all these things mean. It's, it's like, you may have thought this way about that hat, like that trait, but based on this, this is how you could look at it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of things I did know, but I didn't look at in the same light. Good so. way, Yeah. I
0: don't think that any of us really have weaknesses. We just yeah. need to lean into our strengths. The things that I'm not great at. Somebody else is going to compliment them and fill in those gaps. So yeah. I'll just focus on the things I'm good at. You focus on the things you're good at. And then we're all going to come together like a puzzle and kick ass. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much, Elisa. And uh, I'll talk to you soon.
1: Yeah. Okay. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Connect with me on Instagram at Dune Wellness or through my website, dunewellness.com.